Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance. I'm your host, Jeremy Shear. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My guest today is Destry Hildenbrand, a senior instructional designer at GP Strategies. Destry, welcome to the show. Well, thanks so much for having me. So in a minute, we're going to talk about augmented reality. But first, tell us a little bit about your work at GP, how long you've been with the company and what you do. Sure thing. I'm relatively new to the company. I'm just a little over a year now uh, with GP. And as an instructional designer, my job is to help help organizations and clients develop their content into a learnable format. So how can we best translate their information into a way that's easy to comprehend, easy to understand, and easy for their their learners to take in all that information and then utilize it back in the workforce. Okay, excellent. So augmented reality. Many of our listeners probably have heard the term and maybe have some idea of what it is. But for the sake of clarity, what is augmented reality and, and how does it work? And is it different from virtual reality, from 360-degree video, or are these things sort of all of a piece? Well, they kind of all fit together under the same umbrella. So I'm sure we've all seen a lot of this out in the wild, so to speak. There's a lot of it being used for marketing and entertainment and, and things of that nature. But just to kind of, we'll back up just a touch and we'll just do a little bit of uh, a reality check here. Sure. Augmented reality is essentially the digital overlay of information into the real world. So right now, the most popular form of augmented reality and the most usable form is mobile. So a lot of our mobile apps will have this. Games I do this a lot. So I know the the gold standard, not even a gold standard, but the, the one that everybody brings up is, is Pokemon Go, right. where you have sort of that digital overlay overlay of content into the real world. You know, it's a it's an okay, you know, it's an okay introduction if if people think of it that way. Mm-hmm. But really what augmented reality can do, it doesn't have to be a marketing, it doesn't have to be a game. It can just be some way of creating a digital overlay of useful information that we can then use to help us move about a daily task or a daily chore, whatever it might be that we're doing. Uh, just to kind of get into the other two just real briefly, Virtual reality and 360 video, sometimes called sometimes virtual video, it, it can, goes by a lot of different names and there's a lot of different acronyms out there for things. But, but for virtual reality, what happens is, is that we are fully immersed within a 3D world. So we put on a headset that tunes out the rest of the world for the most part, and we are in this fully reconstructed space. So this is, if you think about uh, first-person games, that's, it's very similar to that sort of environment where you can move around, you have some controllers, there's different levels of virtual reality where you can either be plugged into a computer or maybe you're just running around with a headset on, but the big takeaways there are that it's completely manufactured in a 3D world and you are immersed within this space. So it looks a little bit more like uh, kind of game gamified. It looks a little bit more like a game interaction. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last one is a uh, virtual video. If you think about just the normal video you take and then now put cameras all the way around you. So in 360 degrees, if you're looking forward, uh, like we do with normal video, you just see everything that's happening in front of you. However, if you kind of want to look up and see what's happening in the sky, you then see what's happening in the sky as well, or mm. turn completely around 360 or 180 degrees and you will, you'll see what's happening there. So just like video, the fidelity roughly of video, it's a little bit, it's a little bit harder to capture so many pixels at once, but nonetheless, it looks a little more realistic because it is a video. And uh, again, most of the time, this is experienced either through a headset where you can be fully immersed or you can experience this type of virtual video on a mobile device as well. So those mm-hmm. are really the big three that kind of prop up the overall, you know, the overall realities that we can that we can get into. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at their best, these technologies can be really amazing. Not long ago, I tried an Oculus headset for the first time, and that's a VR headset for those who don't know, virtual reality. And man, it blew me away. I mean, it was just games, but it really felt like standing in another world, you know, like the holodeck from uh, Star Trek, you know? You're exactly right. And I think that's exactly where we want to be in the end. I think that's kind of the goal. At some point, we're hoping that it all kind of goes to where it's maybe another another reality. We see that a lot in in TV and movies mm-hmm. and stuff where we can get out of there. But yeah, the virtual space is uh, it's pretty amazing that you can really just kind of get into another world outside of outside of our own and really do almost anything you could do in the real world. Only the benefit to that is that without any potential cost or safety issues that you might run into normally right. with uh, with doing certain things. Right, like traveling into outer space or, or something crazy like that. So what are some examples of how businesses are using these technologies? Well, these technologies, I, I think for the most part, businesses right now, uh, they're still trying to kind of find where they fit. When you look at something like augmented reality, we've seen some use cases within the business world for for things like curating content. If you think just from like a maybe a basic set, maybe someone pulls out their phone, they scan maybe a card or a, a target of some kind, and it pulls up, curates information that they need uh, in the moment that they need it. So learning perspective from a training and development perspective, that's a pretty ideal situation for doing something like that. Other use cases that we're starting to see sort of come out of the woodwork uh, with augmented reality is anytime that we want to maybe get a better, uh, a better look at maybe a, a product or a process. Imagine you have uh, a widget, let's say, that you're building on a table and you scan uh, the end result of what the widget should look like and a 3D model appears within your screen and you can uh, use your two-finger swipe and you can expand and contract and maybe pull pieces away to see how they fit together. Ideally, in in the future uh, of all of this, where you know we can have somebody who's working have a, a wearable device of some kind on their head, and they're looking at it, and this is just augmenting what's around them. Mm-hmm. Now that is possible now in 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 some cases, but for the most part, right now we're all using our phones to do it. But I mean, you could have 3D models, you could see a process. Uh, field service is another one. Uh, imagine you have an expert who's back at the home office or uh, in this case, their home office right now with the way mm-hmm. things are kind of going. And um, they've got someone in the field who's trying to fix, repair, build, construct, do whatever it is they're doing. And they run into a problem. 
they can pull their phone out, they can show them what they're looking at, and from the other side, they can circle, point, give them resources. Mm -hmm. So that's another uh, use case that we see kind of growing in in popularity and, and use. So Wow, that's super interesting. So it sounds like, although these technologies have been around for a little while, that in the business world, it's still kind of in the experimental phase. A lot of businesses trying trying to figure out how best to use these technologies. I think that's the biggest thing. One of the things, especially in learning and development, that we try to do is come up with ways, uh, multiple different ways to approach the approach uh, developing training for our audience. So we want to create some kind of a blended approach where we have maybe maybe there's some podcasts, maybe there's some e-learning modules, and then maybe there's an, an augmented reality piece, or maybe there's a virtual reality piece that can sort of as a standalone, it's sort of a fun little piece or a fun little uh, a fun little experience but when you put it all together that's when it all starts to really you know meet the objectives and the needs of of our client or the learner or, or whoever's trying to trying to gain those skills mm -hmm. so i think that that's what we're really seeing is how can we start to incorporate some of these things in smaller scale for businesses so that we're starting to use the technology we're leveraging it in a way that that makes the most sense and we're still meeting uh, the needs and the and the goals of 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 the organizations who are looking for it. Mm -hmm. Do you sense that our new COVID reality, with so many people working from home, has ha has pushed this technology forward, or at least has pushed creative uses of the technology forward? You know, I think it's definitely moved the conversation forward. One of the very first sets of conversations that I actually had with some people when we talked about, let's say, virtual reality, the first thing they said was, you want me to put something over my face right now? <laughs> and that was that was kind of one of the things where it's like, well, you're right. I mean, I think that that's, you know, there's a little bit more, there's always been challenges, you know, to barriers to entry, if you will, uh, mm -hmm. of things where, you know, you're looking at cost, you're looking at use, you're looking at, you know, whether it's the right fit. But now I think that we have a couple of other ones that, that I think businesses are taking a step back a little bit and going, hey, hmm, let's think about this a little bit more. But I think, you know, companies like GP are really going, hey, we can still make this work and there are ways around and it's causing us to really think about it in a little bit of a different way in how we can actually deliver that to to our clients and in different organizations. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, one one big thing that's that's happened is that business travel is way down. Right. And basically all conferences or most have been canceled or all gone online. Right. And yeah. you'd think that there'd be some interesting potential applications of this of this technology in the kind of meeting expo space. You know, there's been a few companies that are out there trying to leverage that. There are a few few places doing it, and they're starting to maybe turn Zoom conference rooms into a virtual reality space that you can go to. Prior to this, you know, maybe if you went six months back in time, you probably saw a handful, maybe four or five that I knew of. Obviously, there were probably more out there, but maybe that were, you know, kind of people had talked about. But now you're starting to see all kinds of plugins and different opportunities, you know, or different options, I guess, if you will, and opportunities for virtual sort of maybe in that VR space. Mm -hmm. I think that when it comes to things like when it comes to 
uh, virtual video, let's let's take for an example there. There were a lot of, when it first started gaining prominence, people were doing virtual tours, they were going on museums, they were going to other countries and they were recording everything. And I think because there's a, a huge repository of that type of information now, the world can still experience some of these things, even though we are in this in this new reality that we see. So mm. I think at the time people were like, hey, this is really neat and yeah, okay, I'll just maybe go there sometime. Yeah. But now I think people are going, hey, this is really valuable. Like I may not be able to go back there for quite a bit of time, but I can go online. Not the same, obviously, but, you know, we're starting to leverage some of those technologies in a little bit different way or even appreciate them a little bit more than maybe we did prior to our, our current reality. Mm, yeah, right. So these technologies may be moving from nice to have to something we need this. We actually need this in order to do our business. You know, I think so. And I think that as as vendors and organizations and developers come up with different ways, and I think it's kind of on us too, you know, where we, we start to challenge the, the typical uses of some of these things, you know, some of these technologies. I think that's when we'll start to see those truly innovative product uses. And, you know, maybe in a year, year and a half, we're all just having all team meetings in virtual reality. Or maybe there's an augmented card that we have in front of our our home desk that when we scan it, a video pops up of our current manager giving us our daily updates or briefings or or whatever it might be. It could be something really simple like that. Or, you know, it could be that more immersive and and kind of uh, you know, inclusive, engaging space uh, in a fully virtual headset. Yeah. I mean, I could see something like for training salespeople on product knowledge, you know, especially if they're sort of complicated tech products, doing that virtually instead of flying everybody into a conference room or whatever and handling the products at a time now when you just can't do that, really, to be able to, to create a virtual space where you're where you're learning from virtual products. I think you're 100% spot on. I think that when you start to see whether it's products or even whether it's people. I mean, you know, we 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 have meetings and we talk about not only physical skills where we're building something or trying to learn more about something to assemble or sell, but also if you think about those interpersonal skills, you know, imagine mm-hmm. a virtual space where you could you could practice your interpersonal or leadership skills on an avatar, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all we all make mistakes. We don't, we don't all, we haven't all been in every situation, but if we could create these types of spaces where people could maybe, maybe fail without uh, a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. any kind of consequences, whether it's, you know, physical capital or human capital consequences, I think those are the types of things that, you know, we'll really start to see these things used for, especially now when we can't necessarily have those one-on-one conversations with other leaders or mentors. Yeah. That's like taking role play to a whole new level. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. honestly, it kind of, you know, if any, if there's, there's any gamers, you're, you're, you know, the conversations you have, you choose usually in a, in some sort of a, a game, you choose from a list of predetermined answers. And it's kind of yeah. the same thing, you know, we, mm-hmm. you start to tie those types of things together. And, and now we're really taking all of those, all of those types of, of, of spaces that we sort of played around in, and we're turning them into learning and development opportunities. Yeah, it's really cool. So, so if a business wants to develop AR content or, or immersive reality content, what kind of tools are available and what kind of team do you need to assemble to actually build that stuff? 
You know, I think the the biggest thing right now, especially there's there's a lot of cloud-based tools mm-hmm. that that businesses could go out and maybe start playing around on their own. They could go out, you know, create an account. It's free for 30 days, 60 days, whatever it might be, but start to explore, you know, what types of things are possible. And then I think the biggest thing from there is to maybe take a step back then and go, hey, what types of problems or what types of things do we do we struggle with within our organization? Now that I know a little bit more about the technology, is there a way that that this might be able to help with those types of struggles and and kind of problems that we run into? One of the one of the things with new technology, especially, is that we sometimes are like, augmented reality is awesome. It is my new hammer. Everything's a nail, and we want to try to use right. the latest and greatest. And I'm you know I'm guilty of that too sometimes because I'm like, this is so cool. I could make it work a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, but I think that. You know, getting out there and learning more about it, you know, going out to some of these different, you know, cloud-based tools. There's uh, there's the zappers of the world. There's the blipars of the world. There's mm-hmm. the meta meta AR. If you think of uh, any word and add AR at the end of it, you could probably Google it and there's something out there very similar right. <laughs> that's available for people to try out. You know, and then I think I think at that point, once you kind of decided or once you found maybe some potential um, use cases for it within your organization, that's a good time to maybe reach out to reach out to a vendor or reach out to a, a partner of some kind and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe talk through some of those potential options and and just see see where it kind of goes from there. Yeah. OK, so summing it up, what's the main takeaway that what's the main thing you want people to take away from uh, this episode? You know, I think the biggest takeaway here is that, you know, immersive reality is kind of all of those realities we talked about, right? Augmented, virtual, 360 video. I think there's a lot of potential out there for this type of technology. And even though we've seen it in certain ways being used, we haven't, you know, we haven't reached the the peak yet, when the, the cusp of how we can do it. I think it's it would be great for companies to go out, learn more about it, you know, for, for people to explore, use it, try it out, and find different ways that it can be beneficial to their organizations. Maybe even if those ways are different than than they're currently seeing them used now. Mm-hmm. In in an interesting time, lots of opportunity for these technologies. Really cool. Well, Destry, thank you for a really great discussion. And to all our listeners, as always, thank you for listening. The Performance Matters Podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.